1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week is episode 370, and like every 10th episode, this is a very special episode And this very special episode is dedicated to the subject of rest. In honor of the yearly challenge to hashtag rest22 in 22, we are going to talk about suggestions for rest, hacks for rest, ways people rest, our own experiences with trying to get more rest, and more. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. Usually I am in my home office in New York City, but right now I am on spring break, so I am in beautiful Mexico. And joining me from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, whom I find a very restful presence. Mm
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a writer and producer living in LA and Gretchen, I have not been doing so great on hashtag rest 22 and 22. So I am very (laughs) excited for today's episode. I want to put it at the forefront of my mind. And focus on rest.
1: Well, it's good with these yearly challenges, we sort of have to remind ourselves. It's good to like every once in a while come back and and re-energize ourselves to rest. (laughs) Um, Now, before we launch in, back in episode 367, we talked about the benefits and drawbacks of the 30-day challenges. And we got an interesting suggestion from a listener.
0: Yes, this comes from Kelly. She says, it got me thinking that with our cell phones, anyone could take a photo Daily of something they found beautiful for 30 days and also enjoy the joy. Whether it was merely nature and your kids, or if someone wanted to be more adventurous and technical with their photography, you could customize. I thought I would pass the idea along as I am considering doing this myself.
1: Definitely feeling like it would make me happier. I think that this idea of taking a photograph every day is such a great idea. You can use it to enjoy beauty, to appreciate the moment. Elizabeth, you've done it where you've taken pictures of how many steps you've taken on your so yes. You can almost use it like a, a tracker. Yeah. And this is something I have to say. If you use the Happier app, there is a photo log. And I mm. think it's a really fun way... And in my observation, I think this is something that can particularly appeal to Rebels mm. because there is something playful and unexpected, very identity-based and kind of gamified about it. And it's so easy and you can do it anytime. It's a way of keeping a record that doesn't feel like a maybe don't break the chain, which sometimes doesn't appeal to Rebels. So anyway, check out the Happier app if this is something that strikes your fancy because I think it's, it can be really powerful. And very easy, which is great in a tool. <laughs> yes, that's what we like—powerful and easy. That's powerful and easy. Okay, and keep those suggestions for April Fool's Day coming. I will do a little roundup of those. I've heard some pretty ones that I would not do myself, but that are fun to to hear about. So those are fun. Keep those coming. And now we'll talk about the very special episode. Let's talk yes. about rest now. In episode 357, we talked about the yearly challenge, REST 22 and 22, why we chose REST. And we've heard from so many people about their experiences with REST. And I will remind you that if you want to have the PDF to help you with your REST 22 and 22, you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources and just go to podcast resources. That's just a free PDF if you want to jump on board now or you haven't used that before. That's available to you. So, Lizzie, at the top, you said that um, you were you were you were having a little bit of a challenge with the challenge of rests. So, how, how is it going? Yes. Yeah, so, for some
0: reason, Gretch, it just I keep forgetting that I'm supposed to rest. So, with yeah. walk twenty and twenty, and read twenty one and twenty one, I feel like it was always on the forefront of my mind, mm. but. The rest I'm having more trouble with. And I don't know if it's because my job is so intense right now that I don't yeah. subconsciously feel that I have the luxury. To rest.
1: Ah. Uh, But,
0: you know, of course, the irony being that if I rested 22 minutes, I'd probably be more energized to be more productive.
1: Right. So it feels like a luxury in the moment, even though it's actually probably would support your productivity. Um, Yes. It kind of, you're caught in that tension.
0: Yes. And as I've been thinking about it in the last few days, I was thinking what I need to do is reframe it which you know is my Mm -hmm. favorite tool, um, (laughs) to try to say, no, I should do this. Because I think I don't feel the same gold star
1: for resting as I do for walking or reading. It's interesting because the way you're thinking, if I think I should do it, I'm more likely to do it. Whereas I think for some people they're more likely to do it if they think I get to do it mm. so it's like ooh it's it is a luxury or it is a treat or I am I can't wait to like put my head down on the pillow or oh i'm gonna I'm gonna take a nap in the middle of the work day or whatever so I think it's one of these things where know yourself better what's more compelling to you or what's more likely to make you stay with it to think I should do it or that I can't you know I could do it does it feel like an obligation or 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 a luxury and what about um so there's resting in the middle of the day, but another way some people are resting, Alyssa, I think this was one thing you were thinking about. It's like just trying to go to bed earlier at night. Yes. So how's that going?
0: I feel I am generally going to bed early, not as consistently or as early as I would like or or feel would be beneficial. But the times when I do go to bed early, Gretchen, it really is magic. I mean, it is the best feeling. Oh to go like a couple of times I've just been so exhausted that I've gone to bed at like 8:30 which I've never done in my yeah. life even if I'm sick. And what is such a great feeling is getting in bed and having so many hours ahead yes. of you to sleep even if you're getting up at 6:30. It's like, "Oh, yeah. I have so many hours to sleep." And yet I I don't do that on a regular basis. I am going, like midnight was always my normal bedtime. I am very consistently in bed before 1130, but I really want to be in bed at more like 1030. And that is not something I've been able to pull off a lot. Could
1: you set an alarm for 11?
0: I probably should. That's a good idea. Yes. I think I need an alarm Yes, I probably... I think for a lot of yeah. people,
1: that cue, it reminds you, first of all, so you sort of are like reminded of just like the idea that you want to rest, and it also sort of gets you moving. And you were telling
0: me something interesting the other day that you think watching tv does wake you up and so you feel less tired than you are and if i actually just got in bed and said hey if i don't fall asleep in 15 minutes i can get back up or something i would fall asleep
1: well and also didn't you tell me that you thought going to bed earlier helped you with night snacking because that is that is its own habit that many people want to tackle which is Snacking late at night yes, uh, or snacking after dinner. So you you sort of get a double win.
0: Yes. No, I have many, many reasons, Scratch, to go to bed (laughs) early. I I could list them all out on my whiteboard. It's just, as always, that tricky habit thing, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, how about you? How are you doing? You were napping twenty-two and twenty-two. How's your napping?
1: So, yes, so I was inspired by the example of our father to try napping. I had forgotten to mention that I had I was also inspired way back by this wonderful paragraph from the poet Donald Hall. So I was reading the memoir of the poet Donald Hall, and he talked about asking Robert Graves, who is this, you know, very eminent and very prolific writer. He said, He wrote, I asked him how he had the energy to turn out three or four books a year. Graves had an answer. The 20-minute nap, he said. I went home from my coffee with Robert Graves and lay down with the kitchen timer set for 20 minutes. When it clanged, I got up, whether I had drowsed or not, and within a week had learned to take a daily short nap to wake with a rush of energy and get to work. I have practiced the 20-minute nap for half a century. Wow. So this is something that, and there's tons of research about why this is good. And of course, not everybody has the luxury of taking a 22 or 20-minute nap in the middle of the day. But often I can't. I can't do it every day, but often I can. And I am loving it. It's really great. And I do see now, like, maybe maybe I would like to have a 35-minute nap Mm. (laughs) Um, because... I really, I really do enjoy it. And usually I wake up pretty, sometimes I wake up on my own, like Mm. right at 20 minutes and just sort of wake up. Sometimes I am a little bit drowsy, but not, not terribly drowsy. I'm never in a deep, deep sleep where it's, I'm really, really groggy. And I do feel like it's very energizing. Also, it just feels good. It's like, you know, when you're a little kid and you're just like, oh, I just like need some quiet time. It's like, oh, it just feels, again, to me, it feels very associated with luxury and feeling refreshed i just love that feeling of just lying down and feeling your body relax so for me it's it's It is very pleasurable. Can I
0: ask a question? Yes. Uh, Do you think it makes you more cheerful? Because I'm just thinking like dad, who's a big napper, is so cheerful. My friend Mike was a big napper and he was incredibly cheerful.
1: Do you think you're more cheerful with your napping? That is a really great question. I think so, because I think anytime you feel refreshed, or at least when I feel refreshed, I definitely have more control of my temper. I have a better sense of humor. I'm more game. It's like, let's do this. Yeah, let's do that. Or I can do that. Or if somebody asks me to do something instead of being like, well, you know, why should I? Or, you know what I mean? Or being sort of grumpy about it. Things just feel easier. Well, that's the thing. When you feel well rested, everything feels easier. Hard things, easy things, fun things, they just all feel easier. So I had not really thought to to pay attention to that. But now I'm going to start paying attention because I, I bet. Coming up, we've got rest hacks from our
0: listeners. But first, this break.
1: Okay, Gretchen, we are back talking about rest. Yes, so we heard from a lot of listeners about different ways that they're approaching rest. And Janine is also a napper like me. She wrote, I've started napping sometimes through the day, approximately 20 minutes anymore, and I feel crappy. I'm starting to think that this promotes a better sleep for me as I was kicking into overtired like a toddler. That's exactly how I feel. And, you know, this reminds me of something. I don't know if this is just folk wisdom or if this is scientifically proven, but I remember when I was the parent of young children, people said to me, sleep begets sleep. And that you might think, oh, if, I, if my child skips a nap, they'll sleep better at night. But it's not true. That right. Like children who are overtired sleep worse. And so a well-rested child actually sleeps better. And I definitely feel like the same thing as an adult. So, Janine, I am with you.
0: Christina says, I grew up with mandatory quiet time daily for one hour after lunch. And when I went to school, quiet time shifted to after school for 20 minutes with one hour on weekends. I continued this practice in college after finding myself feeling overwhelmed and overstimulated within a month of starting my freshman year. Daily rest time has been incredibly beneficial to me, even if it's just 20 minutes, and when I miss that time, I notice a difference in how I feel. After having my own children, I realized why daily quiet time was mandatory in my home while growing up. grown-ups need rest just as much as children, and they are better equipped to handle children when they are given time to rest. I don't anticipate ever stopping this practice. It benefits me as
1: an individual as well as our family as a whole. I love quiet time, mm. and I can see that for some people, rest might not ring true, But the idea of quiet time, um, that's what we always called it when Eliza and Eleanor were were little. You know, we often talk about how vocabulary can influence how much someone is compelled by an aim. So maybe if you don't like the idea of rest or like it has sleep, if it does feel too luxurious or it feels too indulgent or whatever, you could talk about quiet time. I love that. I think that's really beautiful. Henry says, I'm able to take 25 minutes in the middle of the afternoon to lie on the floor. I don't fall asleep, but I zone out. I find this surprisingly refreshing, and it really makes it easier to do high-quality work even at the end of my workday. I found a quiet corner of the office to do it, and people are surprisingly understanding. So I kind of get a kick out of this image of Henry stretched out on the floor in some corner and people stepping over him gingerly on their way to the coffee machine. But great. I like the office is supporting the rest.
0: That's great. (laughs) Gretchen Heather says, I get to my kids' school to pick them up at least 20 minutes early so I can sit quietly in my car and relax. Sometimes I doze off, but most often I just close my eyes and rest. The school bell always lets me know when it's time to revive. I love that because also, Gretchen, you know, the whole pickup line is such a thing, right? At school, so it's nice to think of
1: it as a positive instead of a negative. Yeah. And for types of rest, B says, using different colored pens to doodle all over a page in my sketchbook. I doodle every day with a cup of tea at around 4 p.m. and find it, finding it so relaxing. Mm. So again, it's it's a different kind of rest. Yes.
0: Now, Gretchen, many people said meditation is their form of rest. And I thought it was really interesting. You did an Instagram live recently with Dan Harris, who has 10% yeah. Happier. and He's been on the podcast... He said there are lots of types of meditation which I don't think I realize. So I thought, yeah. oh well, if one doesn't work and you know another might and I I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, and that people do meditation in pursuit of many different aims and if what you want is rest, yeah, you can explore and see what kind of meditation works for you. So Gretchen,
0: I have a question. You had tried meditation in the past and said it wasn't for you, but now that Dan pointed out there's different kinds of meditation with different aims, are you going to try again? Not
1: right now, okay. at least. (laughs) Maybe someday. Yeah, I've tried it twice and so far it doesn't seem like a tool that works for me but i would never say never can
0: i just predict just as i'm now a dog person the day is going to come when you're a meditation person i just okay I <laughs> okay <laughs> you know thousands of years of tradition can't be wrong so i'm i okay. just have
1: a feeling it's coming okay all right i, I will make a note of that somewhere and we, we will see in, in the years to come
0: <laughs> okay. coming up more on rest but first this break This show is sponsored by Better Help. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, Therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job.
1: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/GretchenRubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/GretchenRubin. Okay, Elizabeth, we got a lot of hacks from listeners, so let's do these kind of lightning rounds so we yes. can get through a bunch of them. Now, the first one comes from somebody who didn't have it came in in a way that we didn't get the name, unfortunately. But I thought this was a great idea. I try to focus on a very old memory, like what was the school cafeteria like in second grade? I try to go detail by detail. It keeps me from dwelling on work or other worries. And as a bonus, I've remembered a lot of stuff. That's cool. What a great idea. Like counting
0: sheep. Anita says, oddly enough, doing the opposite of resting has improved my resting. I get up earlier and go for a 25-minute walk with the sunrise. My sleeping is much better, plus I love watching the bird life at dawn. I have also signed up for a
1: guided meditation class on Friday after work, which lets my brain rest. And along the same lines, Ariel said, I absolutely love the deep relaxation that comes with rest after exercise. Those endorphins that exhaust Make for my favorite deep, blissful feet-up feeling. Feet-up are a must. Recliner, legs up a wall... Lying in bed. Well, our father, the napper, is always trying to get his feet up. Like, you know, it's always like, oh, you need to put your feet up? We're all trained. So it's interesting. Exercise helps with rest. Kind of in the opposite direction, but it it helps with rest.
0: Charles says airflow is an interesting factor. I like plenty of air, but some
1: like the bedroom hermetically sealed. I like fresh air. There's there's
0: the window open people and the window closed people.
1: That is a divide. Beth says, I use scent. I'm super into indie perfumers and have a couple of perfume oils I associate with rest. So I take a good whiff and close my eyes to meditate. I love the sense of smell. I love the five senses. So this is a great way to tap into the senses for for rest.
0: Marlene says, I can only nap with a sleep eye mask. I need it dark. That's a good trigger. If you start pairing those two, then you know mask goes on, rest happens. Like
1: the cover going on the parrot's cage. Yes, exactly. Now, Rachel has sort of a reminder. She says, if you have a lot of daytime sleepiness, contact your doctor about getting a sleep study. Having a CPAP has made a world of difference Mm -hmm. for me. So this is a machine that helps people who have sleep apnea. And if you have sleep apnea, um, you really want to deal with that. So that's a good reminder.
0: Joanna says, rest 22 and 22 prompted me to set a bedtime on my iPhone for 10.30 p.m. What we were talking about, Gretch. My phone prompts me to start winding down 30 minutes before. I use that prompt at 10 p.m. to head to the bathroom to wash my face, brush my teeth and get changed into my pajamas so that at 1030 I'm ready to head straight to bed for 22 minutes of reading before turning off the light. I love it.
1: Yeah, this is great. It's like the snooze alarm. It's literally a snooze alarm. It's yes. snoozing to go to snooze, not not to wake up from snoozing. So these are great tips and hacks from listeners. Elizabeth, do you have a few? I mean, I know it's a challenge for you, but you also have some tips and tricks that you've used. Um, What would you suggest? Well,
0: I definitely think setting an alarm is very helpful because I was thinking you and I talked about an alarm for bedtime, but I think what I'm going to start doing, let's say I'll start it today is setting an alarm for the same time every day to take a rest. So I think for me, 6 p.m. would be good because that's when I'm likely not going to be working. I'll either be done for the night or done for dinner, you know. And then reframing. To me, it's much better if I think I should rest than I get to rest. Mm. It's the obliger in me. So I think for those obligers out there, if you say you should rest because it's going, it'll help other things you'll be more likely to yeah. do it. And it's funny Gretchen you always say treat yourself like a toddler or a puppy and that goes into the should rest category. Yes. Right. Now another thing I find for 22 and 22 when I when I am doing it what I find to be really restful is listening to a b- audiobook. I real that yeah. really is restful for me
1: and for some reason it's a book, not a podcast. I think that is so interesting. And I wonder if it's you said it you thought it was cuz you associate it with vacation and yes. so it, it had a more restful quality to you than a podcast which felt more like oh I'm on my commute yes. or I'm on the treadmill or whatever. Completely.
0: Yeah, I associate reading with vacation. So yeah. Playing with the dogs is very restful for me Gretchen. Nothing I thought I would ever be saying, but yep. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with the dogs for 22 minutes is very restful. I want to add one tip that I just very recently got from a Happier in Hollywood listener, which she's doing two minutes at 11 times a day. So she's resting for, she's not resting for uh, 22 minutes. She's uh, resting two minutes throughout the day. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So
1: just that's putting a, that out yes there for people. And that might be something that would be more practical for you where you're in a busy, busy workday. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you just took these frequent but very short breaks,
0: mm-hmm. that yes. might be. Oh,
1: that's interesting. Well, yeah. I think this is a great idea of like there's so many ways to do it. There's no one right way. And so how interesting. Yeah. I want to try that. I'm going to experiment with that. Now, Liz, I have to ask you, do you find word? I know you're like now all wordled yes. up and all the variations of Wordle? Yeah. Do you find that to be a form of rest, or that's fun and playful, but it's not really rest?
0: Yeah, it's more of a treat, I would say, than resting. It's like a daily treat. And it's usually how I start my day. It kicks my brain into gear for the day. I do it, I take the dogs out and I do Wordle, and it's very satisfying.
1: we all need lots of healthy treats, yes. so that's excellent. I'm glad that you have that healthy treat. How about
0: you? What are, you, what are your tips, Scratch?
1: Well, I would say exercise. A couple of listeners mentioned that, and I, I really feel it myself that when I'm exercising consistently, my sleep is so much better. You mentioned earlier, Elizabeth, about how TV wakes you up, and I have to say, I really learned this, and I learned this from the Mad Men, ah. uh, you know, when you got me watching Mad Men, because I, was, I remember during that time, I would watch like three episodes in a night because who can resist? And I remember thinking like, oh, you know what? Something's changed in my life. Like I used to go to bed at 10 and now I'm fine. I could stay up to midnight. I'm perfectly alert. And at first I didn't associate it with the TV that mm, I was like, yeah, yeah it's because you're watching Mad Men. Like you're wide awake watching it. I felt perfectly alert. Like I just didn't need to sleep. But then when Mad Men was over, oh boy. And during that time, I really felt tired. I needed mm. to sleep. But the engagement of the TV had tricked me into uh, thinking that yeah. I didn't. So, okay, now I learned that lesson. I think a huge hack, and I got mom to do this too, is that if you have trouble falling asleep, listen to a podcast. And saying that a podcast is a good podcast to fall asleep to is not the same thing as saying it's boring. Right. Something like sleep with me is meant to be boring and kind of lull you to sleep. But I listen to In Our Time I love In Our Time. I listen to it when I'm wide awake. I think it's fascinating. But it's really good to fall asleep to because a podcast that's good to fall asleep to is kind of in a monotone. What you don't want is people exclaiming. You don't want laughter. You don't want people going out and in because that wakes you up because you hear like the sound goes up. You want something that's very consistent? It's just kind of a measured tone. And In Our Time, you know, it's three academics talking about something from history or something from science. And they're all just well, let's talk about the evolution of teeth. And it's just calming, but it's interesting. And what I found is I follow, and mom said the same thing. I fall asleep much faster than I realize because when I go back and go back to the podcast to where I remember, I'm like, wow, I only got like four minutes yeah. in that I conked out. So um, I really, but I think for some reason it really helps me fall asleep to listen to a podcast. So I would absolutely recommend that.
0: Yeah. And I, um, Gretchen, can I mention, I love listening to yeah. side
1: hustle school when I fall asleep because oh, yes. again,
0: Chris Gilbo is, yes. he's very interesting, but he has a very calming voice. Yeah. And he's just
1: sort of telling a story. So it's not, yeah, it's not like loud and soft. It's not all of a sudden sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, So that's really good. I also find that it's very restful to reread something Mm. because there's no suspense. You know, you're going to like it. And if you're reading a book before bed, I don't read before bed because it makes me too tired. But many people say like, oh, I was up till 3am turning the pages. And that can be great experience, a reading experience. But if what you want to do is to go to sleep, Rereading often can give you the pleasure of reading, mm. but you never regret putting down the book because you know what's going to happen. Right. So I think <laughs> that that can be a really great thing yes. if you have a book you love. And just to inspire people to rest, here's a quotation. May Sarton wrote, uh, she published many journals. She lived a lot in solitude. She writes a lot about leading kind of a solitary mm. life. And she wrote, some of the most fruitful thinking times are when I wake after sleeping a few hours and in a seamless time when nothing needs to be done, not even getting up, I meditate. Mm. And I thought that's from Journal of a Solitude. And I love the way she was reframing being up in the middle of the night, because a lot of us are like frantic to try to get back to sleep or we ruminate. Instead, she's seeing it as like this open time Mm. where nothing is demanded of us. I love that. I thought that was very restful. Yes. Now, if you want more on rest, I do have a few blog posts that might have ideas that would be useful. So I will link to these. One is nine tips if you have trouble falling asleep. One is four tips if you wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep. If unlike May Sarton, you want to get back to sleep, you're not enjoying your time. And then I have a post about tips for going to bed on time. This is Elizabeth's challenge. Elizabeth, I will send you that link. Yes. Uh, I will link to all of those in the show notes.
0: And Gretchen, speaking of using a podcast to fall asleep, we should create a podcast for people to fall asleep. We should do a more happier episode where we just talk like this and we are very calm and we don't exclaim. Yes.
1: yes. Okay, we will do a soporific episode of more happier because rest makes everybody more happier. But listen, we're going to have to like Chuck is going to have to be honest yes. because you and I exclaim a lot. Yes. When we speak to each other, but I think that with proper. Yes, people have said
0: that I have a monotone voice, and that could very much come in handy with our soporific episode.
1: <laughs> it's not a bug, it's a feature. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So let us know if you do try this at home and how you rest and what works for you and what helps you to rest better. Strategies and tips. We are always looking for more. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us a note at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, you can go to the show notes for everything we talked about in this very special episode. That is at happiercast.com slash 370 for everything related to this episode. The resources for this week. I have a rest jumpstart. I'm starting this series of jumpstarts to help people jumpstart a habit, get a little energy to get going if they need it. Um, so it's a variety of tools to help you to rest, whatever rest means for you. There's a seven-day SMS challenge, daily prompts. There's a PDF so you can track your energy throughout the day. Ideas for how to use the Happier app, the tools in the Happier app. That's at happiercast.com slash rest. And as I mentioned at the beginning, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources and go to podcast resources, you can get that PDF that is for hashtag REST22 and 22. So sometimes it helps to have a little bit of architecture to help us stick to these these challenges, these aims. Alyssa, what are we reading? What are you reading?
0: I am listening to Eric Schwartzel's book, The Red Carpet, Hollywood, China, and the
1: Global Battle for Cultural Supremacy. How about you? I just finished a memoir called Reeducated by Lucy Kelloway. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to get your rest.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thanks to our executive producer Chuck Reed and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And don't forget, I'm going to mention it once again. Today, before you get your rest, before you lie down, sit down, put your head back in the car, take a minute to recommend our podcast to a friend. That is how people discover our show. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.
0: So Gretchen on vacation have you been only doing 22 minute naps or have you been taking longer naps?
1: I have been letting myself nap for as long as I want, but the funny thing is is I often find that I wake up in about 22 mm. 25 minutes that I've sort of I think my body clock is now adjusted for that that length. Yeah, um, it's very But I am letting you. myself yeah. <laughs> the Onward Project.
0: If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in
1: one place? Well... Now it is on Homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.